the all-star app, the number one app in the business, UFC, Bellator, One Championship, PFL, and more. Get the app right now. Link in description. All right, man, let's, let's, let's get into uh, November 19th, Zalgas Zumagulov. You're, you're in Vegas this time. You know, he has competed five times in the UFC. Man, he's faced some, some good competition as well. You know, what are your thoughts on his UFC run so far? I think the, uh, Zalgas has, uh, I call him Zuma. I don't call him by his first, I call him Zuma. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's faced some tough competition inside and outside of the UFC. He actually fought, um, what's his name, uh, the Hawaiian with the nice hands to knock everybody out. And Tyson? His, and his, huh? Tyson Nam. Nam. Yeah. He fought, he fought Nam in his promotion before he got to UFC, beat him. Um, and I think he fought some, one other big name. I don't know. Can't remember. Maybe Bogatinov or something like that. Um, but he's fought legit people. Yeah. And, and um, he's fought legit rounds. So I just think that, you know, he has a lot to prove in this fight. And he does have a chip on his shoulder. He's feeling Feeling the um, the heat from the promotion probably, so it's one, he's one and four, um, but he has a good camp behind him. He has a good team behind him, and um, I know he'll be prepared. What kind of style do you see from him, though? I just see uh, from from Zuma. He's more of like a, he just a, he's he's a scrappy guy, man. He has skill. Uh, he doesn't. Everybody in Flyway has skill, and he's a little bit different um he's definitely a puncher um but he can do it all um he's just not gonna kick as much as often uh he can wrestle he can put you on your back leg he can put you on the cage he can put you on the mat and he has good training partners that he that can wrestle really well so um i don't know man like for me walking into this fight it's like just go out there and be the best version of you um, you know, my last camp, I put a lot of effort into trying to take away so much from someone else that I didn't really fight like me, you know, uh, I was very defensive. And also I fought a, an opponent who was very confident and very offensive minded. So when I had my moments, I didn't take advantage of that. So this fight, um, all I've been focused on is, is hitting that switch being focused on that and um, less defensive and just more just pushing things at my pace and uh, not allowing that my opponent to have that opportunity to push me back as much. That last fight, man, it was interesting because I felt like Muhammad was going to go in there and me be more aggressive with the damage. It, it didn't seem like he did any damage on you. It was a lot of wrestling, a lot of grappling, a lot of grip fighting. That's what I saw in that fight. Not much striking going on. Did you were you frustrated at any point during that fight? Not so much frustrated, just feeling like I missed a couple moments during the fight, but I was trying to focus on the fight. And um I wasn't frustrated, man. Honestly, I didn't feel anything which was what I was most upset about. Like I was like, I don't feel anything. I'm I'm seeing everything. I'm I'm hearing everything. I'm looking at the crowd. Uh, it's not one of the moments where it was too big for me, but it was just kind of like, I worked so hard for so long to get to that moment. And then when I was in it, I was like, damn, I'm really in the USC. I'm really here, you know, like I'm really, it's like I'm hearing announcers, I'm hearing everything, man. And I'm in arena and I've always been like that though. And I just, I was like, 
after the first round, I was like, you don't have nothing for me. And um, I just never hit that switch to be like in the fight mode, if you could get me. And I was talking to my brother, Jordan Burroughs, because I went out to world championships with him this year and won his um, seventh title, you know. And I get to interact and be around him more than the average person, you know. And I told him what I took most from that trip out there wasn't anything as far as, like, wrestling or anything, but more so mindset. He could be the most lovable, kind individual, talk to everybody, be involved with everything, be a father, be a friend, right? But when he stepped on those mats, he was so mean, and it was a switch, and it was like all go mean everything's heavy everything's hard everything's go 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 and i said i need to make sure that i tune into that so we had a conversation and you know um, he was like it's a such thing as just being too calm you know i've, I've done that before too where i kind of like zen myself out and i didn't feel it and i was like and i just wasn't like in that as much as i could have been it's like that what it seemed like to me was happening with you and i was like yeah if i could put it in words probably yeah but I was just too calm. I was nothing was. I was like, ah, defend this takedown. I get back up. I'm here. I'm fighting these hands. Ah, shit, the clock's gone. You know. So, some things that I I recognized before the fight. I knew he's. I knew Muhammad does a really good job at controlling the clock. He does a really good job at killing clock. And if you allow him to do his game, that's gonna happen. So as it's happening, I'm like, fuck. You know, like. But I'm not like frustrated because it's what I expected. I never expected him to get in a fight with me. Because I felt him on the Madsen Tiger, and I've seen his fights. So I know that, like, after the first round, pretty much, he goes heavy grappling a lot of times unless he feels like he's better than that opponent. When he meets somebody who matches him, he, he relies on that wrestling a lot. And I know he felt threatened by me on the feet a lot. So that's why he was like, I'm not going to stand with this guy. He's not going to ever tell anybody that, but you can see it, like. You know, look how he just fought Malcolm Gordon as opposed to how he fought me. He wasn't threatened by Malcolm anywhere, so he just kept coming, doing crazy shit. He didn't take any chances like that versus me. Maybe the first 10 seconds he threw a wild punch, but when I moved out the way of everything, the only thing that happened, I hit my face on the cake. <laughs> so, you know. Outside of that, you know, were there any other valuable lessons you learned from experiencing your first, you know, UFC fight week as a fighter? Um, I would say just... I got to put on more of a show. I, I, I try to take something from my opponents as well. Um, He does a good job at playing to the crowd and stuff like that. And I usually am really good at, I'm usually an in-the-moment guy, like so I'm just focused on my fight. I'm very focused. And uh, I'm very cerebral. And so there are times, but now that I'm in the show, now that I'm on TV, it's like you just realize how many people can see you at a time, you know? And I'm just like, I need to pander to the cameras a little bit more and be, I can still be in the moment, but I can be, enjoy it. Like, go out there. You gotta, you, I'm a very, like, if anybody's been on the mats with me, anybody trains with me and they know I'm, I'm laughing, joking, dancing on the mats. Some days, some days I'm coming in, I'm a little quiet. I'm just focused on getting something done. But if you talk to me, we're going to have a conversation, right? So, and in a lot of fights, I talk to my opponents. And it's not a, cocky thing or anything but it, it helps me fight you know when I'm talking to people and it's like I'm in the fight more I was really quiet that fight and I was just it was a it was big it was because it was such an important moment for me I think I let it let that get to me a little bit too much you know in this fight 
I've experienced everything. So it's like, I took all that in. Now I'm walking into this fight. It's at the apex. It's going to feel like an LFA fight during the pandemic. Like, I'm going to be, it's going to be quiet, intimate. I'm going to hear everything again. So, and that means the opponent's going to hear everything I'm saying too. You know, so like, I usually talk to the corner and to my opponent's corner and my opponent. So I, I don't expect anything different, but I probably won't understand them because they'll be talking in <laughs> their college voice, yeah. but... <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be interesting, man. The language, the languages that fly around in fighting, man. There are so many different people from so many different places, and you know, when you look at uh, opponents, is there a different danger level to each fight, or do you feel like every fight is the same danger level? Um, you have to, you have to see that high risk in every fight. You can't downplay any opponent, and then this opponent, I'm treating him just as dangerous as um, Muhammad just as dangerous as any opponent I've ever faced and any opponent I move forward, I expect to see the best version of every opponent, you know? And when you, get, when you back a man up to a wall and he's doing what he loves to do, but like they back him into a corner here, he's one and four, he's gonna come in the ber best version of himself, I believe. And so I'm preparing for that. I'm not preparing for anything I've seen or any fights where he could have not been feeling his best. I'm preparing for the best Zalgis, uh, I probably can see, and so that's what I focus on. I don't really focus on anything else, and um, the danger is going to be imminent anytime you step in the cage with someone with four ounce gloves on. With uh, Zumagulov, you know, like fighters like to say that this fight leading, like this experience on this fight leading into the next fight is so helpful. Do you feel like that's the case right here? The stylistic you know, matchups or the stylistic similarities of Zumagulov and, and Makayev? Um, yeah, it's it's very similar fight. Zalgas just isn't as physically imposing, right? Um, Makayev's fought at 135 most of his career, and he's just now becoming a 25er, so he's a little bit bigger than most 25ers. He makes the weight, but he's he's a little bit more physically imposing and the way that he fights. Um, Zalgis is more, he's gone to more a movement and blitz type style more re more recently. He used to be more pushing forward a little bit more in his career. And so it's interesting to see what he comes out and does. Um, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm intrigued by this fight because um, on paper it's oil and water, but I know it's going to be a great, great fight. I, I, Put in there with every intention to finish him, you know, but I know that it's not gonna be easy. Yeah, he's a he's a tough dude. Any changes uh, you made to your surroundings or to your schedule for this for this training camp? No, man. I I just stayed in uh Michigan here with my my main team this camp. I didn't go out to Philly. I didn't have much time when I finished my last fight. I was in Norway for a couple months, and then uh, when I came back, I was just on the grind here in Michigan. So just wrestling, hitting, um, just getting in a good groove with my coach and just staying in a specific mindset for this fight. Um, just wanted to just be locked in here in one spot for this camp in particular. And then after this camp, go out and get some work somewhere. I might be coming to Thailand, January, February. I'm planning on that. Just depends on how the fight goes and everything um, as far as finances line up. Any any new faces that are coming into the gym to help you guys out, just as a team in general? No, um, not necessarily. Uh, we 
we try to bring in other people, but for the most part, we have a good solid group of young guys that are prospects or in the show already between me and Joaquin Buckley. Um, we just had a guy from St. Louis come down. He's going to be training us full time. His name is Max. He's, he's a uh, Koryev. He's a uh, uh, Uzbekistani, but he's, we've known him since amateur days in St. Louis. He's a very strong grappler wrestler, but he's closer to Joaquin's size. He's a great addition. Um, and then we just have a, a solid room of 135ers, 45ers, um, and smaller wrestler type bodies that we just we have a grind type gym every gym is different right you know you got big gyms small gyms local gyms regional gyms and we're just kind of in that mix between where we're working to a point where we can start bringing in higher level people um higher names but what we have works great for us because we have a coach who has who's very experienced been in the game for a very long time and we have um enough other coaching to come in on days and get specific technique like jujitsu. We got a jujitsu guy that comes in from a local gym. It's like a brown belt, teaches these no gi and situational things, corrections, helps guys who doesn't understand certain positions. And we can go to their gym at any time. Like I go there three times a week to two to three times a week now on Sundays. I've been doing six to seven weeks, days a week. I'm doing two a days, uh, three a day some days, you know? So, it's all about as a professional and in the May, you have to move a little bit different, right? And so you got to do go get what you need. And so I do a great job working with Justin Hardick, my strength and conditioning coach, and Joaquin's strength and conditioning coach um, at the Human Performance Institute. He just does everything we need. I'm actually at his house now um, and going to go out to the hill, get a workout with him. And when I get off of here, we just do a great job at maintaining and building we've been building on the same thing for about eight to ten months now um conditioning strength wise and so that's that's kind of where i'm at with uh, with training everything if i can get out to another bigger gym and get some spar rounds in or get some looks but i don't really like training with guys that are my size honestly yeah the the snc man i i see a lot of guys incorporating that more and more and more as they you know rise up the ranks and it does make a huge difference you know your the bodies look different the weight cuts sometimes it seems like it becomes easier for certain fighters right there's a huge impact in that um you know i'm I'm happy to hear that for yourself so how do you picture this fight man in your mind like you're going to be in the apex it's going to be quiet you're going to be able to you know control the environment so to say right it's not going to be no crowd really what do you see um i just see me going out here and People finally, people getting to see the real look at who I am, you know, like, this guy's a fucking problem. Who did he fight last? Oh, he fought, oh, they went to a decision. Oh, yeah, he fought Makai. Makai held him the whole time. Oh, and I get to set the tone for whatever the narrative is going to be of me in my career, starting, beginning with this fight. Last fight, yes, but really this fight, people are going to get to see, um, the true version of what I am and I have a lot to prove to myself and high expectations for myself in this fight. Um, I'm, I'm looking to break records, man. I'm looking to set the tone at 125 for this new crop of such talented guys that are in there to show that, hey, this narrative you guys have of this weight class is completely skewed. Everybody in this weight class is a fucking champion damn near. Pay attention. It's skilled. 
it's high pace, it's high level. You don't have to put on the same fight four times in a row. We're talented and we're here. So the only way you're going to get those fights, you got to get the fans talking. You got to get people excited about you. You know, that's the goal. I know I can fight. I know I'm skilled. I know I can perform at championship level. So now it's about going out there, enjoying what I do, and putting on the show. November 19th, UFC Fight Night in Las Vegas. Charles, you'll be back in action. If you want to know more about Charles, go in the descriptions and download the All-Star app. Charles, appreciate the time and all the best in this fight. Yes, sir. Appreciate you.